Hello and welcome to Songs for When. The music podcast designed to help you find the perfect playlist for every occasion. He's the leader of the pack that's made for you and me. It's George. (laughs) And you will always find her on Main Street USA shoving Mickey Mouse shaped items into her mouth. It's (laughs) Em. We mean like, when you say that, you mean like food, right? I've never been to a Disney park with you, so I don't know. (laughs) Not key rings or like (laughs) fridge magnets, uh, posters. Imagine back in the 80s, there's probably ashtrays and stuff as well. (laughs) (laughs) Just anything you can fit in your mouth shaped like Mickey Mouse. Because I showed you the other day, didn't I? That that girl that I found on um, Instagram, she's got the biggest mouth in the world. So it's not even me. That's not me anymore. We can't say that that's me because I know who it is now. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today after our bloopers and outtakes episode last week. Something a little bit different for you there. But we are back with our normal programming today. Just for one week only, though, to be fair, because this is the season finale. This is the end of season three. This is the end, my only friend, the end are you just doing like a Brit- like a, that was like a Britney Spears does the doors, wasn't it? <laughs> Is that <laughs> the end? She has done a Rolling Stones cover, but I don't think she's ever done a Doors cover. I think no, I don't think that's for her. Do you know who has done a Doors cover and it's fantastic? Uh, okay. Will Young. <laughs> it's Will Young. It's Will Young. Oh well, well, we all know that. <laughs> we all know that one, George. Yeah, I know, and it's brilliant. Shit. It's such a good cover. <laughs> I'm oh, scared. I was, I was scared then for a minute. I was really scared. Of what you well, based say. on like, uh, who, oh god, who, who could I have said? Ashley Simpson or something hideous. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Or um, Lindsay Lohan or Paris Hilton or someone like that. Yeah, yeah, disgusting. So um, I was about to say, so as you've probably guessed, today's episode is about Disney. But I feel like we went on such a tangent there. That yeah, that no one may... will even know. <laughs> so as you may not have guessed from that weird tangent, today's episode is all about Disney. It's all about Disney. And there's a very specific reason that it's all about Disney. How many? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. Tell the people what they want. When we release, when this episode releases, when this episode releases, it will be what? four days until we are at disneyland paris me and george and our significant others whatever are at disneyland paris (laughs) i've got the duolingo app i've been brushing up on my polite french i am raring and ready to go the reason that we are going to disneyland paris is because that sunday is george's 30th birthday what anniversary i can't wait we're gonna get you a badge (gasps) and i want ears and i want I want to eat everything shaped like Mickey Mouse at Disneyland Paris. Apparently, it's not key, not key rings, not key, key rings. rings. So it's not just my thirtieth birthday; it's also Disneyland Paris's thirtieth birthday. So they are all the celebrations are fully underway, and and because of that, me and you, Em, have been following it on the social medias, haven't we? And there's been so there's so much exciting stuff for us to see. There's so many snacks. There's so much entertainment, new snacks, and new merchandise. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Normally we talk about binging. I feel like we're not talking about binging. We're talking about Disneyland Paris. We're talking about Disney. We're talking about binging Disney snacks at Disney. <laughs> so we are mega, mega psyched to be on a Disneyland Paris. 
we are. But we are also wrapping up our third series. So thank you to everyone who has supported us along the way. Thank you to everyone who has listened and liked things on the social medias and shared our posts and shared our episodes and told their friends about our episodes. And I um, I really... I really want to read a review, Em, that you sent me. <laughs> um, so this review is from Crystal underscore Waters fan. And it says, could listen to these two talk all day. Music to my ears. I have not yet heard Gypsy Woman, but I know I will soon. No need to apologize. Lovely speaking voices. Maybe get Crystal on as a guest. Only thing better. And that's not even mentioning the music. As Crystal says, feeling 100% pure love for these two. I love this review. Uh, I went mad for it. Yeah. I love this review so much because it is so kind and so sort of iconic and lovely about us. And it also is very specific. and About Crystal Waters. And I forget about Crystal Waters. So Crystal Waters fan, wherever you are, thank you for that. Because actually you've, you've created... A Crystal Waters Renaissance in my house. <laughs> I want to know who you are. Come and like message us. DM. Yeah, I was going to say Crystal Waters fan. Please let us know who you are. Um, I'm sure at some point we can make Crystal Waters fit into one of our episodes, and your feedback would be much appreciated. I want to say thank you to again to my husband Ollie for creating all the graphics all the sort of promo shots that you see on our social medias and to Em's brother George for making us some theme music the theme music has gone down so well with everyone and I feel like it's such a signature for our podcast now that's just brilliant I want to say a huge thank you to the guests that we've had on this season massive thank you to our best friend James for coming on to songs for when and helping us decide that in fact s club seven are the best band from the early noughties they just are the best mixed gender group from the early noughties um but he was brilliant to have on the podcast his opinions are so good he's so well informed we'll have him back for sure and our other extra special guests rachel and dl from verse chorus verse recording that episode was so much fun I would love to have them back on to the fact that me and DL are so similar and George and Rachel are so similar is absolutely mental. <laughs> I just, we had the best time with them. I just love them so much. It's so great to have made such great podcast friend, friends. Podcast friends been, are some of the best we've been doing that come this. out of this, making this podcast. 100%. Not just them, but whilst we're here, like shout out to Hits Don't Lie and SP10 Pod and... Mm. You can't mistake their anthology, which is a Girls Allowed podcast. They're listening to us and sharing our stuff. And Matt at Pick a Disc as well. So yeah. all those people that they're like some of our biggest supporters on the social medias. Obviously, we want to say a big thank you to them, but also take note of those guys and listen out over the next couple of uh, couple of weeks. Because while you may not be seeing more of us here at Songs for When, we might be popping up just a little bit over the the podcast sphere. And then because you can't shut us up and keep us away from a microphone long enough, there may be some summer specials along the way from us. Oh, I'm well excited. Ah, shall we get started? Let's get started on the season finale, 
of Series 3 of Songs for Women. Okay, so just to recap, if the last 30-something episodes have not done it for you, by now, as you know, we pick a playlist theme, then we go away, we pick five songs each that we think best suit that playlist theme, then we return here and share our thoughts and feelings on each other's choices. This week's theme is songs for when you're going to Disney World in like four days and you want everyone to share in your excitement, and that is it. That's the end of it. (laughs) However, um... We were talking about how Disney songs was was too broad for us. And so we decided to narrow it down to a much more specific theme. And that theme, to be more niche, is Disney <laughs> yeah. songs that are sung not by a main character. Yeah. So we've given ourselves that guideline for this time because I do not think this is going to be the only time that we do a Disney songs episode of Songs Away. And I think that's totally fair that we're going to be doing more. And I think that's totally fair that we've given ourselves a theme for this time. But the actual... like a category like a distinct category of disney songs because there's just too much and we recorded with sb10 recently and then (laughs) and it was so fun i had the best time but i told them this when we recorded with them their category was too broad and it upset me (laughs) yeah not one to shy away from giving her opinion em told them to their faces (laughs) what she thought of their choice it was too broad and they were very gracious and very polite in I needed, your I needed more. Con- I need more control, and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking know it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. I think you should kick us off with our first Disney song. That's not sung by a main character, but we won't keep banging on about it. First Disney song that's not by sung by a main character is a classic. From the movie Hercules, it's I Won't Say I'm In Love, sung by Susan Egan. It's a good one, huh? It is a good one. Now, I'm going to be brave yet controversial right right out the gate. Yep. I'm not a massive fan of the movie Hercules, the Disney movie Hercules. Mm, However, the music from the movie Hercules is some of the best Disney music ever. That's because it's soulful. It's like the mute. You've got the muses. You've got Susan Egan, who... It's a big Disney girl. She obviously voiced Meg in this film mm. and did the singing voice of Meg, which is weird because at that time they weren't really doing that a huge amount. That's much more of a now thing that the same actress or actor does the singing voice and the speaking voice. But Susan Egan also played Belle on Broadway. So is it her <laughs> voice we'd hear on the cast recording? Yeah, the cast recording of Beauty and the Beast is Susan Egan. Wow. So she's actually currently touring America on a Disney Princess tour. Oh, you showed me a TikTok of this. Yeah, I did. It's doing the rounds on TikTok and it looks incredible. So it's four incredibly talented sort of Broadway actresses, Disney Princess voice providers, um, including Susan Egan, who is obviously whipping out I Won't Say I'm In Love Every Night. One of the other actresses on the tour is, I'm going to call her a friend of the pod. It's Annalise Vanderpool, who plays Chelsea in That's So Raven. 
Everyone knows how much we love That's So Raven. Yeah, and the second best character in That's So Raven is Chelsea. So she's killing it. She's doing, obviously, she's never voiced a Disney princess, but she's singing um, one of your favourites, actually. The Anastasia one that you brought last series. Can't remember what it's called now. Not even a Disney song, but I'm okay with it. So it's a bit of a weird one because it is on Disney Plus, though. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's not a Disney movie. It's Don Bluth. It's not a Disney movie. It's not a Disney movie. <laughs> All right. No, this was a great choice. Um, I really, really liked it. I liked getting a chance to listen to it a bit more because I tend to shy away from Hercules because even though the music is great, I don't have like that affiliation or affection towards it that a lot of people do. The thing is as well, like with Disney music, it's not like you'd go, oh, I'll listen to the entire soundtrack of one album. What you do is you'd find a playlist of Disney songs like listen to them through mm. do you know what i mean and i feel like from hercules they'd been putting on one of the muses songs if anything so this song actually did get its flowers during lockdown i don't know if you remember but disney were doing those like at home everyone it wasn't just disney everyone was doing those ev- people singing on fucking zoom um as if we didn't need more reminders that we weren't you know we were locked in our houses so were the celebrities and uh they were doing like singing disney hits and on one of them they did a few and on one of them ariana grande sang this and then it yeah. kind of spark- started sparking like speculation that oh if they did a live action wouldn't she be a great meg wouldn't she be so good in hercules and i actually can see it i can see it facially i can see it with her hair i would not be against that casting because Meg needs that sassiness. That's the thing. She's got that sort of gravelly, sassy voice going on. She's always like swinging her hips. She knows what she wants out of life. I but love I I love Hercules. And this song is brilliant. It's a brilliant part of the movie. The fact that the muses are involved in it as well. Brilliant. What can you say? It's a good song. It was a, it was a great choice. Well done. Thanks very, thanks very much. Thank That's you. all right. So my first choice this week is kind of the whole reason I wanted to do this very specific theme. I just knew I had to <laughs> I just knew I had to have this song. And it is from the current biggest pop star in the world. It's Surface Pressure by Louisa from Encanto. And I'm really sorry that I streamlined our theme so much with this one song because actually the rest of the theme was really hard. You found it really difficult, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I was like, oh, I want to do surface pressure. What? How can I do surface pressure? Like, how could I include it? I was like, oh yeah, she's not the main. There we go. That's the theme. And then I was like, oh shit, all the good songs are often sung by the lead. So um, this is a struggle. But. Oh my god! I know the like everyone ironically is talking about. We don't talk about Bruno, but this is the better song. This you've is the been one. absolutely obsessed with this song since you first saw the movie. It's currently my most listened to song on Spotify, and that I is going to fuck shocked. up your Spotify rap. That is going to fuck. No, it it's up. not. Em, it's going to make my Spotify <laughs> rap incredible because my now most listened to song of the year is very likely to be Surface Pressure. So from the movie Encanto. Oh, I can't wait for our next single. Can't wait to see what Louisa does next. I'm not sure it's going to happen for you, but I do also love this song. 
I actually pretty much love all the songs from Encanto. Yeah, me too. When I say this is the better song than we didn't talk about Bruno, that's like saying what's better, cheese on toast or a cheese toasty. They're both iconic. <laughs> I don't know why I can just think of two amazing things and that was that was just where my brain went. <laughs> they are both amazing things, but it is a cheese toasty at the end of the day because you get double the bread. <laughs> <laughs> you can have two bits of cheese on toast though. That's fine. Mm. Had you thought about that before? No. You know what I did once? I got some bread, I put some baked beans, and then I put the cheese on top, and then I put it in the air fryer. You and this air fryer. Man, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it need, I actually made cheesy crumpets in it earlier, so it needs a wash, but I can't oh. be bothered. I saw, a t- I saw a TikTok that was like, how to deep clean your air fryer? And I was like, I should send that to George. And I never did. But if I see it again, I will. I'm oh, sorry. It's actually really, mine's really easy to clean. Mum bought it for me. It was a Christmas present. I'm not just a spoiled brat. And um, I got it for Christmas and mum chose it because it was like easy maintenance. Yeah. You're not about hard. No, you're not hard. Work smarter, not harder. That is life's policy. And that is not Louisa's pro- policy. She just has to work hard. And the she works pressure hard. Is- she works hard for no money. No money. No like, money. And insane. also, I just want to say, well done for bringing that back around. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how are we going to do this? How that was genius the way that natural. you did that. I was like, if I make this organic, she has to include in the edit, she has to keep all of that air fry talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I really have nothing left to say about surface pressure. And the less I say now, the more air fryer talk makes it into the final edit. Okay, fine. Can we talk about how good Lin-Manuel Miranda is, though, for just a second? I mean, we could talk about him on another song. Yeah, we're literally going to talk about him on the next song. So speaking (laughs) of, um, my next song is another Lin-Manuel Miranda written masterpiece. And it is Shiny from the movie Moana. I need few words to tear her argument apart. You're great I'd rather be shiny like a treasure from a sunken pirate wreck. Scrub the deck and make it look shiny. I will sparkle like a wealthy woman's neck. Just a sec, don't you know? Why'd you bring this one? Uh, Because the singer of this song is Jermaine Clement, who is one half of my favourite band of all time, Flight of the Concords. He is half of Flight of the Concords and he sings the song Shiny. He is the giant crab Tamatoa from the movie (laughs) Moana. I I have to say this song has grown on me over the course of having to listen to it. <laughs> it's so cleverly written and actually funny. I it felt like do you know what actually do you know what it did? It made me dig out my old David Bowie records. Well, I was looking up about it and apparently Lynn was inspired by David Bowie when he oh, wrote so it. So clearly, so clearly inspired by David Bowie. But Jermaine often in like the Concords, there's like a multiple occasions he will do a like a David Bowie voice and there was even one episode where he played like a vision of David Bowie they have a song called Bowie and they have a lot of songs as well that so are clearly inspired by Bowie of, do you think it was a case of Jermaine Clement was cast and then Lin-Manuel Miranda was like right okay this will be brilliant or do you think Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote this song was like this is so iconically David Bowie inspired there's only one man for the part well I I'm not sure. I think most likely the first one because 
the entire cast is of Polynesian descent or origin. Including Nicole Scherzinger. Including Nicole Scherzinger, who was born in Hawaii. Um, and Jermaine is Maori. What, Tina or Tia or Tamara? <laughs> could be Taj. Oh, yeah, of course it could be Taj. Yeah. Uh, but he's not. He's Jermaine Clement. He's part of the Maori culture of New Zealand. So he has Polynesian heritage. So I'm assuming they were attempting to cast people with Polynesian heritage. And then he's like, fuck, Jermaine Clement is singing a song. I can make it as Bowie as I want because he can pull that off. He can handle it. He can do it. Yeah, mm. that was its... It was redeem. It's redeeming features. I love the movie Moana. It, it. I actually didn't watch it for the longest time because I didn't really know much about it. I wasn't sure on it. And then before we were going to Florida, we were trying to catch up on any Disney films we might have missed that we thought would have been prominent in the parks. Yeah. So you knew what was going on. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So we ended up watching Moana, and I have to say, um, Ollie, who rarely shows emotion at anything, he cried at the movie Moana. It's so sad, but also it's really so meaningful. Good. I love brilliant. it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, yeah, so this is not, there are millions of worse Disney songs than this one. It's just in the context of Moana, it's not my favourite. No, but also in the context of Jermaine Clement being in a Disney movie. <laughs> are they going to do a sequel to Moana, do you think? I don't know, but I don't think it needs it because I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, I don't think Frozen needed a sequel, but we got it. I mean, that wasn't too, but like I enjoyed it, but. It, I'm, I'm, I get the feeling maybe Moana didn't make as much money as Frozen. So that's why we've not had a, a very quick sequel made. Yeah, but it is better. Oh, yeah, it is better. It, yeah, it is better. It's infinitely better. I love Frozen as well. I love Frozen. I love Tangled. I love Princess and the Frog. All of those like recent Disney movies. I love most like original Disney movies, like the things that they're considering as like a Disney classic. I love most of them, but yeah. I don't need the sequels. It doesn't mean that I need a sequel. Sometimes it's necessary and sometimes it's not. Sometimes there's more story to tell. Um, George, aren't you talking about a sequel? Yeah, shall I, shall I talk about that sequel right now? Yes, yes. Because <laughs> I will tell you when there is more story to tell. There was one clear evident time <laughs> in the Disney classic canon when there was more story to be told. And that was when they made The Lion King 2. And so my next choice is One of Us, sung by... The zebras, giraffes, hippopotamuses, <laughs> and all the other lions in the Lion King too. <laughs> Right, right, right. We have mentioned this on the podcast before. Lion King 2 is the fucking shit. It is so good. Make sure you emphasise that it is the fucking shit, not it is fucking shit. No, it's the fucking shit. It is so good. It's so good. Like, The Lion King is great. The Lion King is a great movie, and that's why we got a sequel. But much like Terminator is good and Terminator 2 is iconic, (laughs) much like Star Wars is great, but Empire Strikes Back is amazing, Lion King 2 is phenomenal and like paddington paddington 2 is better paddington than paddington 2. I, oh my god and how could we forget cheetah girls 2 yeah um so what like lion king is inspired and adapted from shakespeare's hamlet lion <laughs> king 2 is adapted from shakespeare's romeo and juliet and i think it may be better than baz Luhrmann's version <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not. Oh wow. <laughs> no, but how is it? How is it Romeo and Juliet? Because there's two people from rival families. <laughs> not Leonardo DiCaprio is a hunk. Kovu's a hunk. <laughs> George loves COVID. <laughs> I can just see if I was a lady lion, how I would be attracted, attracted to Kovu. If I, you know, I can see why Kiara went there. And you know, earlier you you were saying how oh, you don't just with Disney songs, you don't just listen to. Um, you do with this movie. <laughs> yes, I did it earlier. I did it earlier. Literally earlier today, I listened to the entire soundtrack of this and it fucking slaps so hard. It slaps so hard that one of the songs from this movie is in the Broadway soundtrack of The Lion King. It's the opening song. He lives in you. He lives in you is incredible. Uh-uh. He lives in you. Oh, stunning. That was really we... good as well. You hit that note. No, it wasn't. Shut up. <laughs> okay. But we're actually here to talk about uh, one of us. Which is such an iconic climactic moment. It comes at the point where so Simba takes in Kofu's part of like a rival family, and Simba takes him in and lets him start a relationship with his daughter Kiara, voiced by Neve Campbell. Sorry, also whilst we're on that, imagine get it's not you know some actors get one great movie in their life. Neve Campbell's had Scream. And the Lion King too. And then what happens is, <laughs> is Simba takes him in, and then like they're off on a walk. I'm not really sure. And Kovu's family attack, and Simba's like, "You have betrayed, betrayed me. Us. You betrayed the Pride Lands." And he scratches his face, and he gets a scar across his face. He's uh, evil as the scar on his face. That's deception. In average. My favourite lyric is when the, I think it's the drafts are like, see you later, agitator. Alligator. It's not, it's agitator. (laughs) I know the actual expression is see you later, alligator, but the animals sing agitator. But anyway, so they sing it at that point and it's iconic. The whole movie's iconic. The whole movie's iconic. And this song just encapsulates everything that is great about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I need to calm down because I I do actually really love I love the Lion King too. I love the Lion King too. I love the Lion King and the Lion King too. They're actually some of my most favourite Disney movies. And I I we're being a little bit, I mean, I'm at least being a little bit tongue-in-cheek when I'm like, it's better than the original. I think I've got much more like warm nostalgic feelings towards this. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I'm also not saying that like the original isn't good because it is. This is another cheese on toast, cheese toasty situation. Yeah. Why have one when you can have both? Yeah. Right. Do you want to talk about air fries some more? <laughs> <laughs> That's the sign that we need to move on. And um, we are going to be moving on with probably the greatest Disney song of all time. Fighting words. Yeah. And it's I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. I knew how to Am I wrong, though? Am I wrong? It's definitely in the top five. Right? It's way up there. It's got to be a contender. Yeah, it's easily in the top five. I couldn't be like, oh, this is my top five right off the top of my head. Maybe that's for another podcast, another time. 
But this is one of the best of all time. Best ever. This is one of the best of all time. It does not need to be as dramatic as it is. And yet it is. And it's amazing. And everyone knows all the words to it. And if I say to you, let's get down to business. What is your reaction? To defeat the The Huns. Who sings this song, Em? Donny Osmond. Donny King Osmond. I don't know why. (laughs) Donny Osmond is not Chinese. (laughs) So this is what we mean. You know, like with Moana, you said they made like a real choice and decision (laughs) to ensure they weren't casting appropriate people to play the parts. Yeah. They just didn't give a shit when they were making this movie, did they? They were like, we want him to be able to sing well, so we have to get Donny Osmond. (laughs) (laughs) There's no dispute that Donny Osmond is a good singer. Like, he's obviously made himself a really long and successful career out of doing just that. But he's not Um, Chinese. The man is not Chinese. (laughs) No, and I, you know, this movie was made today, rightly so, he would not be singing this song. No. The world's moved on, the world's changed, but when this movie came out, he was 125 billion percent the right choice for this song. Because there's a lot about it that makes it iconic, obviously, but the voice is obviously part of that. And also the character, he's fit. The character is fit, Carl. Is this your your Kovu? Yeah, but mine is better because it's not a lion. My oh my right! I've explained it before. I'll explain it again. If I was a lion, I could see why you would want Kovu. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, bestiality aside, this song is. Well, I would, it wouldn't be bestiality because <laughs> I would be a lion. I would also be a lion. This song is brilliant, and I love it. And it is so good to sing, and everyone could sing along to it. And it's a Not really as dramatic, well as Donny, but it's a really dramatic moment of the movie. It's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. actually again, like we talked about earlier, um, when Disney were doing their lockdown karaoke sessions, Donny brought this one back out. Yeah, did it still sound as good? I mean, Donny Osmond is. I imagine I, I can't really remember it, uh, which says a lot, maybe. But I don't remember it for being bad either. I yeah. feel like Donny's the sort of guy. He's been in the business so long. He probably knows how to look after himself properly. Yeah, and his vocal cords. Yeah, he's like a Celine Dion. He's not a a young whippersnapper. Yeah. Who is going to do wrong things to himself. (laughs) 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 Wow. I'm going to let you do your next choice now after that. I'm going to let you. Okay, so let's keep it in the same time period. So Disney had in like the late 80s through to the 90s had... Such an iconic string of movies that made our childhoods blessed, I would say. I think we grew up in a really great time, strong time for Disney movies. And one of those was The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And the song I've chosen is Hellfire (laughs) from that movie, which is performed by... and i love it it doesn't really fit in with other not just disney movies from that time period any other disney movie i know i know i mean the source material is dark because it's victor hugo who also wrote les mis yeah and it was no it was never going to be light and fluffy 
So maybe Disney shouldn't have touched it, but I'm glad they did. Well, because it's really fucking good. Really good. It's a really great movie. And this song is just the cherry on the top. So obviously in the movie, it's not its own song on the soundtrack. It's sort of blended with Heaven's Light, um, which is yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. Heaven's Light does exist. It is a good song. It's sung by Quasimodo. But it's like the light and shade. I think they're together because they're like the light and shade of each other, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Heaven's Light and then Hellfire. I just picture the musicians, the composers are in a meeting with the directors and producers of this movie. And they're like, right, guys, we've we've got a scene where Frollo, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know Frollo. He's very religious, isn't he? Very, quite intense. Mm. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he hates anything that's different to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, we, we, get, we, we, we know who Frollo is. We, we want him to have a song where he's struggling with his religion and his lust for Esmeralda. Um, we want, you know, like a song to go into that part of the movie. And he's sort of questioning his faith a little bit. Um, but, you know, remember, it's also a Disney film. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we get that, cool. And they go away and then they, like, came back and they just hit play on this. And everyone sat in the room and thought, fuck it. Like, it, just just do it. It's just, it's just too good to not put in, even though it's very wrong for the entire industry that we're in. This, so, at one point, Disney were adapting this to be a stage show okay. and it was due it was due to make its broadway debut some things happened it didn't ever quite make it to broadway but i have listened to the cast recording which does exist em imagine sitting in a theater and hearing hellfire with an or- with a live orchestra and also i reckon the staging would have been super good it would have been incredible. I think it would have been like a more adult Disney production. Yeah. Well, because the, the thing is, like, this movie is, like, I think it's, like, my mum's favourite. And I do really love this movie because I don't think you cannot. But it's really hard to watch at some points. Like, the bit where they're, like, pelting him with rotten fruit is, I can't watch it. I have to leave the room. And then also, Frollo is one of the only villains that's, like, not like magic like he's just an evil human like someone everyone else has got like a curse on them or is a magician or is a weird person that you'd never meet in your real life but this guy could easily exist i just it's fire this song is fire how fire would have loved to have seen it on stage and maybe one day it will get you know some kind of uk tour something will happen that we will get to see it because i want to hear how fire played by an orchestra because i think i would shit myself <laughs> and i'm not gonna be there then <laughs> i don't want to be around that oh i don't want to be around you shitting yourself I, it's a metaphor daddy <laughs> <laughs> moving on my next song is a bit out there i think i don't think anyone would have expected me to go for this because even oh. you were like i didn't know that movie had songs in it so i'm going for he's a tramp from Lady and the Tramp, sung by Peggy Lee. He's a tramp, he's a scoundrel, he's a rounder, he's a cab, he's a tramp, but I love him, yes, even I have got it pretty bad. I actually really want to do this at karaoke. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, like you could, you could be a bit cheeky with it. So good. It's really good, isn't it? I love The Lady in the Tramp. Me too. It's one of my favourite, like, older Disney films. One of my absolute favourites. Because I think some of those older ones that we would have had and seen growing up 
Some are great. I mean, Pinocchio, Lady and the Tramp, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Some are, are fantastic. And then some that I remember loving as a kid, like Fox and the Hound, for example, are not as good when you're an adult. I thought that, like, the other day I watched Peter Pan back and it's really racist. And I don't know if I can get behind yeah. that anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Yeah, like if Song of the South isn't okay, why is Peter Pan okay? Yeah. I'm still going to do the ride. It's still really cute. But do you know what I mean? Like there are some things that just don't hold up as well, and then there are some like Lady of the Tramp, which I think has a lot of humour in it and a lot of cleverly written moments. Animal-based movies will always get me to sit down and press play. And this was another one that didn't need to be remade. Like I don't know why I had to have the remake of this. This was a joke. I've not watched it. I fucking refuse. They're not going to get it to be the same, are they? No. I also um, do. You see, there's a trailer come out for the remake of Pinocchio with Tom Hanks. I'm not sure about that either. Yeah, I love Tom Hanks, but I'm not going to watch it. Cynthia Erivo is the the blue fairy. Oh, maybe I will then. (laughs) Maybe I will. No, but I just, mm. I love this song. It actually holds up on its own as a song. Yeah, that's why I want to do it at karaoke. It, this song also got me, obviously, thinking about Lady and the Tramp, which then in turn got me excited again for Disneyland Paris because one of the restaurants in the park is Lady and the Tramp it theme. Is, yeah. And we talked we talked about it a lot. One of the menu items is just a garlic bread. Not a slice of garlic bread, not a couple of pieces of the garlic like bread. half a baguette. A demi-baguette. Yeah. Demi-baguette of garlic bread for three euros and i plan to get that and just walk around and eat bread then never in my life have i just got garlic bread from somewhere and been able to just walk around and eat it no it's a side option normally i think they mean i think they are selling it as a side but i it's disney the rules are there to be broken as long as they're not wrong so thank you lady of the tramp for this brilliant song and thank you for garlic bread you can do that in the air fryer (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh god shit it's me isn't it um uh, my next song is love is an open door by anna and hans from Frozen. love is an open door love is an open one why because anna is the main character in frozen anna and elsa are the two main characters in frozen i the purpose of the word main character (laughs) is that you can only have one no main no either anna or elsa tell me who's more anna or elsa and i'll change my song now i don't know if if anna's the main character i'll do show yourself from frozen 2 no that is good though that is one of the, that the animation in that scene made me cry. But really I chose good. this song from the first movie because it's absolutely fucking iconic. It introduces the goofiness of the character so well. It lures you in. You genuinely believe that Hans loves her. He doesn't. Can't go for it. He doesn't. He does not love her. If only someone truly loved her. Dickhead. Oh, so rude. It was so rude of him. I know. I actually think his punishment should not have been going back to see his brothers, but Elsa should have just frozen him. I think that's, to a, very, death. that's a very different film. 
<laughs> so I know Frozen for a lot of people is very overhyped. Yeah. But I love it. I just don't think it's that much of a problem. Like it's just good, isn't it? And like people I think maybe got a bit annoyed about it because everywhere you went it was there, every kid's party it was there. You know, Disney ran with it. And uh, people go, oh, it's everywhere at Disneyland at the moment. Obviously, because they're a business. <laughs> Let's give the people what they want. That is what they're saying. So, mm. of course, Frozen stuff was going to be everywhere. The songs are good. The characters are good. The design's good. The movies look good. Like, I don't really know what, what there is. Like, maybe it shouldn't have got as much hype as it has. But, like, it's not our fault. It's like little girl's fault. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And it was right at a time Disney were riding off the back of the success of Tangled and Princess and the Frog. And I think it was, again, like another renaissance period for for that Disney animated movie. Yeah, I I think it's good. And I do like this song. It's one of my favourite songs in the entire film because I think Let It Go is overrated. Yeah, Let It Go is overrated. No, it's not overrated, it's overplayed. She sounds really good in it and like all of that shit, but... I'd rather listen to the Anna songs. I think Anna's a yeah. better character than Elsa. Maybe that she's not the main character then, but I think she's a better character than Elsa. She's less self-centered. Elsa is quite a self-centered character. And she's cold. And it never bothered her anyway. <laughs> good choice. Eventually I gave this to you, so it's a good choice. Okay, well that's it. That's all I have to say on Frozen. Well done. Um, well done for bringing oh. Frozen in that way, because I think that was unexpected. Yeah. You're welcome. Nothing to say except you're welcome. My <laughs> final song follows the theme. Are we there of... already? Sorry to interrupt, but are we there already? Yeah, you've only got one more song. Fuck me. My final song follows the theme of my other songs in several ways. Firstly, it's also sung by uh, a celebrity, a singer in their own right. It's sung by Billy Joel. And secondly, the character that performs it is a dog. It's from <laughs> <laughs> it's from Oliver and Company, and it's Why Should I Worry? So I didn't know this song. I mean, I think I've seen Oliver and Company at some point in my life. Yeah. But this song slaps. It literally said again and again. It's another song that stands up on its own right. It doesn't have, like, it's just so good. It's so good. I'd like to hope that if we ever do get to go to that Billy Joel concert that we've said we'll go to one day, uh, that he'll slip this into the set list somewhere. I 100% want to go to a Billy Joel concert. We've talked about this. It's It's mostly because... His, he just the man just has hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. You'd have the best time at a Billy Joel concert. You would know every single fucking song. Does he sing Vienna? Yes. Yeah, I'll see. Do you think he even remembers this? You think like, in his grand long career he remembers this? I don't know, but I hope he does because it is fucking brilliant. It's a really great song. The whole soundtrack is actually really, really good. Yeah, so it also features Bette Midler, right? Mm-hmm. And, I should watch it. And Huey Lewis. And the news. Just him on his own. And Ruth Pointer. <laughs> Ruth Pointer also has a song on the soundtrack. As in one of the Pointer sisters? Yeah. 
Wow, I love the Pointer Sisters. I love Bette Midler and I love Billy Joel. Yes. And Cheryl Lee Ralph is one of the voices of the dogs. Because there's quite a lot sing? of dogs in it. No, I don't she think sing? so. It's like the Aristocats where there's more than just one cat. There's more than one dog. <laughs> yeah, there's loads of dogs in it. Oliver's a cat, right? Oliver's a cat and then he gets like taken in by all the dogs. And a man who owns the dogs. And the man is Fagin, and the dog. And does. Oliver is Oliver, and Billy Joe is Artful Dodger. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Is Bette Midler Nancy? I don't think Nancy is a character. Is like as I don't think that side of it is in it. So there's no bludgeoning to death on Tower Bridge. No, 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 no. They have a character that is Bill Sykes, but he's a man. Do you know what should happen? Do you know what Disney should do? Oliver as the Muppets. You know, with one human character. <laughs> And Muppets, who would be your one human character? Nancy. Nancy? Oh, I was thinking Miss Piggy would be a perfect Nancy. No, Nancy and would be my one human character. Oh, so Fagin would be my one human character. Oh my God, yeah, no, because I'd want Miss Piggy to be the... You know when you were in, Oliver? Yeah. What character? <gasps> Miss Piggy would be, oh my God, Um, the woman who runs the workshop with Mr. Bumble. Yeah, that's it. Is it yeah. Mrs. Bumble? <laughs> yeah, but that's who Oliver, that's who Miss Piggy would have to be. She would never do that part, Em. She thinks too much of herself. And then Fagin could be Kermit. Oh, I thought Fagin would be a good, like, Oliver Twist. No, um, Artful Dodger. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I think Fagin would be a good... Oh, Kermit. I think Kermit would be a good uh, Oliver because he's little. Kermit can't be Oliver. He's middle-aged. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um. Oliver would be the one that's not a Muppet. Oliver would be the one that's not a Muppet. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. (laughs) No, I'm not. That's a rubbish idea because it's funny. Like when Michael Caine did it and he... (laughs) Like, when Michael Caine did Christmas Carol, didn't he? Do we just want Disney to do adaptations of all of Charles Dickens' works, but with the Muppets? Oh, my God, I forgot that. (laughs) When when Michael Caine did the Muppets movie, I read an interview with him, and he's like, I'll do it, but I'm not doing anything Muppety. Like, he was like, I will play this like I'm doing the Royal Shakespeare Company, and you will just do Muppety shit around me. He did as well. That's how we did it. He played it completely straight, and I think that's what made it so good. Yeah. He doesn't acknowledge that his co-stars are all puppets. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we want. <laughs> a human Fagin and Muppets. Beaker would be a really good one of the little boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got to go. We've got to end. Why Should I Worry is, is a brilliant song from Oliver and Company. It is a brilliant song by Billy Joel. George, what is your final song? It's his life. Okay, so my final choice, and I think it's a really nice one for us to end on, actually. So my final choice is Be Our Guest, which is mostly performed by Lumiere and Mrs. Potts from the movie Beauty and the Beast. I did this one for you. I did this one for you, Em, because I know it's just one of your most favourite movies of all time. And when you didn't pick one from Beauty and the Beast, I thought she's been so torn here and she maybe didn't want to be a cliche that she didn't pick a Beauty and the Beast song. So I've picked one for you. Thank 
Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite films. It's one of my most favorite films of all time. And I have to say, if I would have picked a song from it, I would have picked Gaston. But oh, okay. Sorry, I'll take my present back. I've got to be honest, George. I've got to be honest with myself. Um, I would have picked Gaston, but Beauty and the Beast. I know we were talking earlier about Mulan being like, oh, my command out of you being like the best Disney song of all time. But this has got to be, I think it's even got to be above it. It's got to be up there. The music from Beauty and the Beast from start to finish, from the overture that goes over, the music that's played with the like the stained glass window scene, to Belle, to Gaston, to something there that wasn't there before. Love that. This, Beauty and the Beast, uh, the villagers attacking song. The thing is... My problem sometimes with some of these movies, and the reason that I didn't pick songs from the movies from like this era, is like I think they're really overplayed. Like they they're classed as like the Disney songs, and I'm not saying that they're not good, but there's also a lot more out there. So like if you think about like Aladdin, Little Mermaid, what do you think of Disney songs? That's what you think of. You yeah, get definitely. about a lot of a lot of movies that also have good songs in them. I feel like um, we very much represented the underrepresented today. Yeah, definitely. But it's also important to represent like this is a fucking brilliant, brilliant great, song. Just great music. And I am absolutely desperate to see this on stage. I know I know you've seen it, and I know you've also seen an Amdram production of Beauty and the Beast. Am I right? <laughs> And wasn't one of the utensils... I wish you were wrong! I wish you were wrong! Now, wasn't one of the utensils a cheese grater? Yes. Wow. So. I've blocked a lot of it out. I've blocked a lot of it out. <laughs> no, no disrespect to people that do Amdram. You all work incredibly hard and, you know, it's great to have a hobby. But just don't do Beauty and the Beast. Just don't fucking do it. Do shows you've got the budget for. Don't fucking do Beauty and the Beast. Wind me up! <laughs> When they put the cheese grater in, they were like, there's something there that wasn't there before. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite part of the song, Be Our Guest, is Mrs. Potts' verse. And, you know, it's Angela bloody Lansbury, isn't it? It's amazing. It's amazing. It's so it's... good. And there's so many iconic lines in it. Try the grey stuff, it's delicious. So I have to say as well, I know it gets a lot of flack, but the live-action Beauty and the Beast, Ewan McGregor as Lumiere was fantastic casting. I am going through like a mid, I'm not midlife crisis, and it's not a crisis, but like I'm going through a real, like you and McGregor love affair as, uh, as the in the age that I am now, basically. That's fine. We know we got the Kenobi trailer this week. I can totally see why you'd be in your feelings about that. Yeah, I just love him, and I think he's brilliant at anything he does, and that's the end of it. Okay, well, that's fine. Well, we can move on. I think that's all I need to say. Beauty and the Beast is an amazing movie, and Be Our Guest is a real highlight of that. There we go. But not the amateur production I saw. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do Amdram that you have the budget for. If you, re- <laughs> if you get the script and you think, oh, we're not going to be able to adequately do that scene, put the script down and find one that you can do. Or if you get the script and you think, oh, I don't really want to do a production about AIDS, pick a different one. Are you talking about when schools around America did rent but made it about diabetes? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. What's, what's, go what's going on the mega playlist of mine? Okay. Final, final pick for the season. I think there's only one way for us to go out. And when you position this, I'd really like you to position this at the end of the playlist. For now, at least. Until next time. Yeah. It's got to be Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. Yes, it has. It's no other choice. There's no. I was toying with the Billy Joel song. I was toying. And if you hadn't brought Make a Man Out of You, if you brought anything else, I think it would have been Billy Joel. Oh, sorry, Billy. He's fine. He's doing well. He's probably busier than Donnie. Sorry, Billy. Donnie's trumped you again. <laughs> I am going to put onto the mega playlist one of us from The Lion King 2. That is the best choice you ever could have made. Um, I know, I'm, as if I could have made a different choice. It's the best the, movie you bought. I'd have judged you too harshly. So I looked today, actually, and um, The Lion King 2 came out on VHS in 1998, October of 1998. And so I'd like to position to you now that next year we should do a 25th anniversary celebration of that movie. <gasps> oh, wonderful. Yep. Yep, yep. It, it worked well for us, and I think our listeners would really enjoy that as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this has been an absolute blast, again, as always. So we will see you on other people's podcasts very, More, yeah, very, very soon. And we will have, as we said, some spring and summer specials before returning late summer with our amazing season opener, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, but between now and then, come and find us on the socials, on Twitter and Instagram at Songs for When Pod. All our playlists are up to date now on Spotify. You can listen to any playlist from any episode that we've done so far. And that includes the bloopers episode. I've even done a bloopers playlist. Look at me. So I will see you on Main Street M. But <laughs> in the meantime, how would you like to say goodbye to the people? I'm going to say goodbye today through the songwriting stylings of Jeanette Lolan for the movie Fox and the Hound. Which goodbye. I slapped off earlier today. Yeah, well, would you look at that? Sorry, Jeanette. Um, goodbye may seem forever. Farewell is like the end. But in my heart is a memory. And there you'll always be. What the fuck? This doesn't rhyme. <laughs> it probably works better when you're singing it. <laughs> Let's see. I'm not, asking, I'm not asking you to sing it. <laughs> 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 